1: Welcome back to the OC, the Osteoconnection. Super happy to be back here with my consistently <laughs> present. present partner, Dr. Sean Landry. Um, and obviously, for those that are watching on YouTube or listening, you will notice you'll notice a, a glaring absence, or maybe you won't notice. <laughs> you might not. <laughs> you might just think we're down to two. Yes. Yeah. And you wouldn't be really that you know that off by 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 thinking that and Someone coming to that have conclusion. Have got the got the
0: axe yeah someone didn't quite cut it anymore
1: well listen when the listeners you know write in and tell them tell us how they feel about
0: you have spoken and we have listened so we got rid of our dead weight (laughs) (laughs) oh kevin
1: Kevin is away yet again on holidays. This is a holiday 2023 for Kevin, <laughs> uh, for the year. So um, we wish yeah. him all the best with his family. What's he doing this time?
0: Fishing again? No, yeah. no. No, this time he's
1: out east. He's uh, out, in out Rhode Island. Yep. Yes, having some potatoes.
0: <laughs> some good. And Some cows yeah. ice cream. And some cows ice cream. Yeah, maybe maybe a little lobster. Maybe some uh, maybe some uh, oysters. Checking some, out Anna Green Gables. Yeah, I've been there. I drove past it actually. <laughs> yeah. So Kev, if
1: you ever want to come back, you know, we'll welcome you with uh, ov- open arms. Just, well, we're actually, uh,
0: we're in the interview process, actually, to fill your seat. There's <laughs> been a lot of applications. Yes. Have strong applications. Strong applications, actually. So think, ponder, decide what, what's next for you, because it might not be here.
1: Mm. So, yeah. Just, saying. <laughs> just, just saying. saying. Just saying. Just saying. Jason. Anyway, okay. I am going to be gone next week, so I'm going to give oh, all the listeners just okay. the heads up because uh, <laughs> I know exactly what might happen with oh. the uh, commentary. Uh, so, where are you going on vacation? Uh, nowhere. This nowhere. is just a oh, staycation. Yeah, uh, oh. my wife uh, goes back to teaching next week, so it's kind of an odd week because he teaches a bit. There's meetings. It's a bit of a feeling-out process. She's uh, mm-hmm. in the educational system, so it's uh, it'll be different. No, home with the kids. I know my oldest has some hockey uh practices, on and off ice practices next week with school. You know, we'll we'll do some other things too. Maybe a a La Ronde, something like that. Oh, something yeah. something coasters. Right yeah. That's fun. We'll keep it uh we'll wind down summer the way it should be wound down. Yeah. Summer.
0: Wow, coming to an end. Crazy. It's crazy when you actually uh when you take care of people, right? And you can see that it's literally eight weeks, you know, for the school year here and it's mm-hmm. not sure if it's longer elsewhere, but you really start to see, wow, those eight weeks just fly by so
1: fast as a kid they lasted forever yeah as an adult yeah crazy back to lunches and breakfasts and Mm.
0: some people it's welcome and some people it's not right some people are like oh i can't wait to get kids back on schedule and and uh others are like oh my gosh where'd that summer go so
1: i think as they're older i don't i when they're younger i think i was more ready for them to go back now that they're older and it's like they're obviously more independent it's like already yeah it's crazy anyway Mm. and you what's up with you sean what's new
0: not much we had uh, we had soccer fest this past weekend. It was good, you know, coaching those little little guys, little Rugrats um, they were so the just the end of year kind of soccer fest uh, they all pretty much were almost on the field at the same time, so it was uh, a lot of running to this field that field. My parents were there to help um, it, we we did it. The kids were happy and very cute uh, i too i am I was saying I much prefer coaching hockey to soccer and i think it has to do with just you're confined on the ice you know you have the kids and yes i mean there are you know some listen some don't but you have their attention um, they
1: can't leave the they the can't rink, leave right? the that's rink the, that's the a soccer great, field they can keep running
0: i know oh man especially <laughs> for the little 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 ones uh but we had fun it was a it was a great experience i guess a learning learning experience and yeah definitely the energy needed uh to uh corral some of those little guys is, uh, you know, after a long day in the clinic and, uh, with my own three and then, uh, and then trying to be a a role model to other little ones is, uh, you know, it was trying, it was trying, but it <laughs> was, it was fun. I, I actually liked it again, as one of, uh, an elder, uh, coach told me it's uh, time to pay it back. Right. So, and uh, it exactly. is, yeah, it's, it's fun. So I had that this weekend and I went to see a Beatles band. Actually, one of my patients uh, plays in a, uh, well, a musician and he played. He was doing a tribute to the Beatles with uh, a few of his buddies and that was actually awesome. So part of my parents, it was fun. Kids actually did very well, listened for a bit, but in a big uh, open field and they were able to run around play soccer with friends that they met uh, or chase ball. It was cool. I love how kids just can make friends and meet. There was a mom, you know, uh, off to the side that had brought bubbles. So my two little guys were just for like, I want say half hour until until the, all the bubble solution was gone. And with <laughs> the other kids, they were just chasing <laughs> across the field. It was so cute. Listening to uh, some great hits from the Beatles. So yeah, that's no, fun. No, no that's we're watching s- Summer Run Down though as well. So we got to get out and hit the hit some golf again. So yeah, yeah. Because I got to play, uh, uh, I told you about it, but I got to play at the Country Club in Boston uh, two weekends ago. And that was a very special historic course. And yeah, it was fun. And it uh, reignited my passion. I got to play in a little match play with uh, another, another set of brothers. I was playing with my brother, so it was actually fun. So we took those guys down.
1: One up. One <laughs> up on 18. One up
0: on 18. It was, uh, it was fun. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Good? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll get back out. When it doesn't rain.
0: When it doesn't rain. Yeah. We've had a rainy season here.
1: We were out Saturday. We got rained out. No, uh, yeah, sorry. Saturday Saturday. got rained out. Yeah, we Mm -hmm. played nine, and then we. My oldest said, "Let's go for maybe at least four holes." I'm like, "I don't think so." And then, sure enough, within five minutes, like lightning, thunder, yeah,
0: downpour. Came down hard. Yeah. So what do we got, Jay? What's going on today for the all year? right State connection?
1: Today, what's, we're almost doing that right now. We're avoiding our topic. Oof.
0: we are avoiding yeah. our topic.
1: That's it, man. It's it's just about like looking under the rug. Like, what are we, what are we doing or not doing? And keep casting aside and thinking, Ugh, we'll get to that later. And we keep mm. on throwing it away and, and not addressing it and putting it to the side until we end up doing the inevitable and we trip on the proverbial rug and fall on our face because we're not looking at things that either personally or business-wise really probably need our attention. And by what? actually having what? the courage to look at it, we'll streamline processes and actually bring you further ahead than, than where you are or where you're going to get by constantly burying that underneath the rug. Why
0: do you think we do that? Why do you think uh, I do it? You do it. We all do it. Why do you think we, we tend to dust things under the rug?
1: Yeah, I think it's a combination of a few things. I think we probably all have different reasons. I think part of it may be fear. We don't want to know. Sometimes mm-hmm. we'd rather not know than know what the issues may be. If I look at, let's say, business, like knowing your numbers, which we'll get into soon, it's like, ugh, people are like, I don't even know where to start. They're scared of it. Okay, so they might not like the information that comes back to them. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. I think sometimes it's kind of overlaps is just not knowing how to tackle it. Not thinking you have the right tool set or the knowledge or the know-how to move past whatever you're kind of burying. Um, There can be all kinds of stuff. There can be learned behaviors that have a role like that. I think some emotional things probably get in the way of of the reasons why people will bury things on this side. Um, So yeah, stress, fear.
0: Fear. I used to be scared to open mail. Oh yeah? Yeah. Yeah funny one. I remember we were, Kelly and I were laughing about it because we were looking, listening on our vacation. We were listening to that um, I Will Teach You to Be Rich, the book, yeah, yeah. re-listening re- to Ramit. He's a great book. He has a Netflix podcast. Um, and it is a great book to get your financial kind of in order. And uh, it's funny he talks about that. He's like, he, he's like, I don't know why people have. But again, they're stories, right? They're stories that you create. They're you know, met, are things in life that you uh that frame or, 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 pattern a certain way. And yeah, avoidance is a big one. And I remember for mail, Kelly was like, what, why would you open your mail? I'm like, I don't know. And I just pushed the side and then, you know, so I, uh, she, she's very big on just doing it, everything right away. You know, if you think about it, do it, get it off the, otherwise it will just fester and brew and then you'll forget things. Right. So shout out to my lovely wife who, uh, who definitely does not Shy away from opening mail. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's funny. I, I laugh about. That. We were laughing in the car. Like, Why do you do that? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Some, but uh, but I. It's a
1: like procrastination a bit too, right? It's a bit yeah. of that. I think that probably there's a bit of an overlap yeah. into that. Yeah, Ramit's really big on saying stuff as in like what you how you grew up, yeah. your money behaviors and all that stuff like. Frame you people. Yeah. Rarely change unless they become aware of it and realize there's they need to change. Yeah, if you grew up in scarcity, you tend to think scarcity. If you grew up with abundance, you tend to think abundance, and and it really doesn't change much until you really maybe get help with that.
0: Yeah, there's an interesting um, way of looking at it. You know, each person, I think uh, Young said this, but we're all here to evolve um, the unmet tasks of our parents, right? So for the so saying that, so we learn through osmosis and being right. Mm-hmm. In presence of right, so they say the best the best way to educate your kids is to be right show up and be present and and they learn through osmosis you know watching the way you treat each other, watching the way you resolve conflict, watching the way you you know get out of bed every day right they're just, just in presence right they 're taking it all in so um yeah, it's interesting because they talk about that. Whatever their unmet tasks are, you're going to be faced with that at some point, and you're going to have to evolve through that. And it's an interesting way of looking at Seriously. it. Seriously, And that's Carl Jung for you. So, <laughs> pretty brilliant mind. Um, so, yeah. So, you, again, this is very keeping in mind with the theme we're talking about. If you're, if you're always uh, dusting things or avoiding things, you know, you inevitably, you know, the lights might not be on one night, and you're walking through your living room, and now that that simple, you know, that rug is no longer, uh, it's no longer flat, right? There's a big, big kind of mound in that rug and (laughs) you're going to hit it and you're going to hit it hard and you're going to fall and knock your head on the, you know, my count, your counter or something or your bed. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's a, yeah, starting with why, uh, you know, so it's a definitely there could be a number of reasons for people. I, I, I agree. Uh, And so the ability to reflect upon why and be, I think I think actually, let's take it back. The awareness is probably the first step, Yes. Right? See, the awareness of, um, you know, looking in the mirror and saying, what am I avoiding? Now, the mirror could be personal, professional, business, right? What aspects of your life are you avoiding? Are you not maybe showing up as the best you, right? That you could be. So I think that's it, awareness. And like you say, some people aren't, you know, if you're walking through life unconscious, not ever looking or becoming aware of these things, then it's easy to to bottle them down or to dust them under the rug.
1: Right? For sure. I mean, absolutely. Think it Personally, like when I do that kind of personal it it's like, you know, what are you avoiding? What, are you, what are, you, are you looking at strengths and weaknesses? How's my nutrition? How's my exercise level? How's my mm-hmm. stress management? What are you doing? I mean, it's, it doesn't take very long. Mm-hmm. You'll start to identify areas where you're wrong. I'm pretty good with that. I don't really think I need help with that. And then you might go, oof, but I'm really avoiding that part. And yes. like you said, Sean, you kind of extrapolate that into other branches. And then being aware is the first thing. And if you haven't put the time in and you're not aware, then it's hard to fix it. Mm-hmm. You need to be aware of what needs to be fixed so that you can take the actions that you need to, to address to address those things. Um, I laugh because I think we shared this on 8 Mindful Minutes, but it makes me think of you know when people go to the gym. People love training certain body parts more than others because they, it's their strength. They're good at it. So they want to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. But they might not want to do the leg w- days for guys or they might not want to do the ab work. I remember when I was you know, younger and in my early 20s and training at the gym and I'd always do abs last. I don't know why, but I always did abs last. But quite often, I could talk myself out of, oh, I don't have the 10 minutes the to do time. abs and I just wouldn't do <laughs> it, which is crazy. But it's looking yeah. back, I can see like, oh, that was me just avoiding... The pain, because yeah. it's horrible. Some of the stuff you do for that, but it's it became just like an easy way to kind of push it aside until you finally have to, you know, hurt your back or something where you have to. Oh, I better work on my core strength and abdominal strength or whatever to to move through that. So, yeah. and if
0: you do address those weaknesses, right, or the things that you're you are afraid to do. You will become a more complete version of yourself. So, your business is no different. If you do address the things that you're, that you, maybe you're unaware that you're avoiding, but if you do start to address these things, um, your business will become more whole. It will become uh, a better place uh, to show up to every day. Uh, It'll be a true reflection of what, anything that you can dream up, but it takes the frequent and um, timely, right? Looking under the rug. All right. So, what are some areas for business? If we're talking business, what are some areas? Well, that
1: we certainly, I kind of dropped that earlier. I think the biggest one most people, when we've had this discussion amongst other practitioners, yeah, we is, know we know the
0: fear point, right? Yeah, we is, know the we know the pain point
1: is knowing your numbers. Yes, right. A lot of osteopaths and and manual therapists in general, I believe, you know, where we think of ourselves as osteopaths, we think of ourselves as people that come in and we treat them and we find their areas of dysfunction and then we treat them and we educate them so they can leave but we don't always see ourselves as business owners and needing to know these numbers to be successful and that's true whether it's you're a solo practitioner you're an independent contractor within a within a clinic or you're the owner of a business we're all running our own business within a business and numbers speak volumes Um, And through no fault to the practitioners, I think part of it is that it's not part of our educational process, but these are easy concepts to learn and super important to see so that you know basics. Are you even profitable? Mm -hmm. You know, is there a plan for me to, I mean, really, if you want to crunch numbers and you say, I want to make... You know, X amount of money. I want to make a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. It's very simple math. Can tell you how you can do that. Yes. What are you currently charging? How many patients are you seeing in a day, or in a week? How many weeks are you working in a year? This is very simple math. Mm. But I'd argue probably over 90% of practitioners have never scaled that out. um So knowing your numbers for me is huge. For that is what people tend to avoid because they they don't know where to start. You know, and and that's really what I see. So. We talk about this in our course, we can extrapolate further, but really the basics you should know.
0: Yeah, where can they start? Yeah,
1: you should know basics. What are your fixed costs per month, right? What are you paying for rent, for your reception, for uh, cleaning services, for hydro, for whatever, for wherever you're staying, hydro, internet, phone. Um, social
0: if, media stuff and if you're an independent contractor and or an associate your fixed costs will be different right it might for be, sure it might be you might be working on a split or a percentage or right there, but but you should still know your fixed costs right know yep. your monthly costs okay.
1: yeah, so you can see even that you know your percentage you know your your fixed costs will be with that you'll still have some costs to do with your you know your room whether you can yeah. even if you don't association have fees association or fees or insurance exactly fees insurance, insurance or. Or. All that stuff you have to you have to be aware of, um I know kev's malpractice insurance has gone through the roof It right. has gone yeah. a lot yeah well yeah. We, that's why we moved away from that school so there's a lot of things like that we look at, and then you want to look at you know really if you look at your own clientele that you 're seeing for sure, you should be tracking your number of new referrals you're getting per month referrals, you know if you start yeah. doing this over a you know time period let's say twenty four months you're going to have a very kind of a better indicator. are you growing? Are you not growing? Is there fluctuations throughout your throughout your seasons that that may you've noticed? You should look at maybe, each client, what does that mean to you? What is the average retention, the average number of times each client comes? Very yes. simple calculations to make because then you'll know the true worth of your client. If you mm-hmm. get a new client in, you might say that's worth X amount of my dollars per year per on year. average. Very and it just gives you an idea of how to track and how to grow and how to simple build math, out right? your
0: business. That we're not talking integrals or you know, mm-hmm. calculus. Differential yet. and integral calculus, <laughs>
1: not at all. Um, but you'll see trends. And then it's one thing to know the numbers and to calculate them. But then obviously the most important part is then what can you use to put that into action? Mm -hmm. So we've talked about this before, but let's go to our clients. Let's say our patients, you know, if you're able to attract a lot of new
0: customers or new referrals, that's great. Um, Hey guys, it's Sean, Kevin, and Jason here from osteomentorship.com. Today we'd like to tell you about the Masters in Business for Osteopaths. It's an eight week live interactive online program empowering you with a solid business framework to build your practice fuller and faster with confidence.
1: This live interactive program is a pivotal business training program developed by osteopaths for osteopaths that will challenge you to execute at your highest level.
0: Your MBO bridges the gap between your formal education and real-life practice success. Please visit us at osteomentorship.com forward slash MBA.
1: But maybe your your problem is more retention. Well, the solutions on those are are quite different, right? Mm -hmm. So if if you can get a lot of people in the door, but you can't keep them there, then we like to think that this is more like a communication issue, an education issue. Systems and procedures. Systems and procedures. What are you doing? What kind of value are your clients seeing when they come in? Because if you're not, if they're not coming and staying and seeing your value, you're not offering something that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. So quite often we say, you know, how would you want to be treated? Think about it. Strip that down. What does that look like? We talk a lot about engaging and educating and empowering mm-hmm. and using communication skills to do that. So if that's your case, what can you do? You can shadow other therapists ask them for their input what are they doing for retention you can read books on communication skills you can read books on how to make a connection with people how to win friends and influence people Yep. It's been around for a long time for yeah. a reason. All that kind of stuff is a, is a great way to work on improving your ability to connect and communicate mm. versus someone who maybe can retain a lot but isn't getting a lot of new lead generation. Then that's different. That's more about getting out into your community and 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 networking and marketing, whichever way you want to do that. Mm. It could be word of mouth and going out and meeting meeting people authentically about what you do. It can be your social media presence. It can be paid ads. It's whatever way you want to do that to bring in more of those new referrals. But certainly looking at your numbers, in my opinion, is is quite often the first thing that people will push under the rug. When we did our MBO program last fall, yes. we could see the look on the faces of everyone attending our Fear. course that they were not looking forward to that module. Yes. But by the end of it, realized that they were just avoiding empowered. something that was really
0: not that difficult. Actually, they were empowered yes. right? because they had the knowledge by doing the, a difficult exercise. It's actually not difficult. You have to sit down and do it, right? This is the, I always say the hardest thing, <laughs> you know, the, you know, when you tell people you got to drink more water, like it's the easiest thing to fix a lot of their problems and the hardest thing at the same time. So yep. same thing with, um, looking at your numbers right but we saw that they were they it was a hard module for people and in our opinion one of the most important ones that you can do one of the most important exercises you can do is to know where you're at so that you can then make a plan as to where you're headed and the only way to know where you're at well look under the rug so they you know what we recommend is if you've been in practice for a year you do a trailing 12 months So as you trail through that 12 months, you can see, as Jason pointed out, you can see trends, you can see how many new patients you had per month. You can say, what was your patient visit from a few of these numbers? You can get a patient visit average. So as Jay said, how long, what's the, what's the life cycle? That's another term for you. What's the life cycle of each client or each patient? Um, And then you can actually break, you can break down to create projections and make changes as to where you are dropping the ball as Jay, I'll, re- I'll reiterate cuz it's so important but if it's a patient retention problem so you you see that your the life cycle of your patient is not good and we had a therapist here we we've had a bunch actually over the years where they had an amazing either through referral from us or through you know just their their ability to talk to their patient they had amazing new patients but their retention was terrible right 75% of their patients were seen three or less times now I always we get into this debate often with people. You know, if someone could see you once, yes, it's better than not seeing you at all. But at the same time, we know healing takes place. It's frequency over time, right? And and it and it's teamwork. It takes work, right? It took them a while to show up and to get to the state of dysfunction that they're in to need to see you. And it takes time. So there's an education process. There is a process. So that's the life cycle of the patient. That's the phases of care. So this this. Practitioner in particular, you know, was like as Jason said, either they had the hands of God or they were not, they were dropping the ball somewhere. And simple corrections, some simple uh, understanding of phases of care, education. Uh, teamwork right getting the getting the client to buy into the process their retention went through the roof um, and they and their schedule was busy within a couple of weeks to months versus having you know various holes throughout the thing so it wasn't a new patient acquisition problem it was a retention problem so that's how you identify these things you look at your numbers and you say oh I need to get in front of people so then you might go back to the you know I'm not getting enough new patients you know my new my referrals are not coming in that can be an, in-person, an in-clinic marketing problem or education problem, or that could be an out-of-clinic out of pro- problem. You might not be in front of the right crowd. Who are you meant to serve? Who are you as a practitioner? Okay. Who do you get? What, what aspects of osteopathy, the, the principles of osteopathy, do you, um, do you, that, that you really enjoy and you know it would be a disservice to your community that if you knew you could help them, you're not getting in front of those people. Where do those people hang out? Ask yourself those questions. But until you look under the rug and know what needs fixing, you're going to spin around in circles and you're going to, and, and things won't go as planned. Things will just go wherever, you know, and you'll, you'll have these ebbs and, and flows and those are normal, but they won't be, they won't be what you want them to be. Right. So.
1: Yeah. You're acting without, you're, you're reacting. you yeah. there's no plan. There's no guide. You're just kind of living. You're just going through life. And listen, I think I've done that at one point. I remember when yes. my kids were young and you're just showing up to work and you're busy and you're, you're that, but you're not spending time. So it's funny you kind of let into that anyway. So it's, it's like, how and when do you do this? Yes. And that's the ability that, you know, as we all first get started, we just want to get busy. So we work a lot and we think we have to see as many people as we can to get busy. But you're, you have to start carving time out of your schedule to, you know, what we say, working on your business and not just in it. So taking the bird's eye view, stepping back, saying, okay, how are things going what am i looking at how do i do this so if you don't schedule it in your schedule you won't do it so block some time off whether it's once a week once a month whatever um frequency you think is best for you and that depending on the size of your practice and the size of your clinic if it's if it's multi multi therapist to take a look at those numbers and 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 to do it and if you don't know how to do it reach out for help mm-hmm. right if you' we don't have to be the masters of everything so if you need help there's tons of people this you can reach out to us we'll be gladly help in any way yeah. we can but you know if it's numbers and you're not sure ask a bookkeeper or ask your accountant these people are you know they they're service providers just like we are and they're happy to help uh, small businesses or individuals learn how to read their profit and loss statements or whatever they need to do for your own business. It's they'll, you know, I remember asking our, our bookkeeper and she was more than happy to explain how these things worked and what that meant. Mm-hmm. Cause like we said, it's not part of our educational process, but it should be. Um, so certainly that how and when do you do that in and, then, and then getting your message across to other people, like Meetings. We talk about meetings a lot in here and the importance of having them and why and so many people think, oh, they're a waste of time, but they're not because if you have many people in the same clinic, it's the ability to say things once and they're all going to hear the same message versus it being passed from me to Sean and Sean to Kev and Kev Broke, to the front desk.
0: Broken telephone.
1: You get broken <laughs> telephone and it's not clear and it can take more time. So a 15, 20-minute vi- uh, meeting every few weeks to get people on point to see what's the number one priority of the clinic coming in. What's our number one uh, Tasks we're looking for. A lot where less st-
0: dust under the rug. Yeah,
1: where are we stuck? What are we struggling with? And then it's a way to yeah. move past those barriers or those roadblocks to move further. Oh, you have a new therapist. Here's a new therapist. You know, they're going to be joining us these days a week. Anyone who has whole or has people that think that would benefit from massage therapist or acupuncture. If you're bringing in a different, you know, a different kind of practitioner, you're doing this to. To identify roadblocks, you're identifying where you're stuck or where your weaknesses are, and then you want to create that action plan to to resolve it.
0: So I think I think Jay, that's the best way to summarize is exactly that. It's taking the time to reflect, right, to become aware of of the things you may or may not be doing, and then coming up with some form of action plan, executing the plan, and then setting time to reflect on on that. Is this headed in the right direction? Um, is is the you know the steps that I've outlined to to onboard you know a new a new practitioner or to um, integrate systems and procedures are the steps getting me to where I need to be uh, or do I need to go back to the drawing board do I need to reflect and change as well so it's being open to change it's being Uh, quick to to implement and execute and to move in a direction and then reflect okay am i still on in the right direction i think that's the process otherwise again like we say these things you know i remember there's a uh, one of my mentors used to say you know whether it's gas or emotion right better out than in and the analogy i was was alluding to is you know if you don't if you store it inside you don't deal with it, it will fester and brew into something that, you know, that you don't necessarily want. So being um, clear on what it is you want um, and then actually looking and checking in with yourself, doing the bird's eye view will get you to where you want to be uh, a lot faster and a lot smoother uh, than tripping over multiple bumps in the rug along the way. So beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys have any questions or need help with any of these aspects, you know, this is, again, as we, we can't stress enough, this was not an easy um, topic for uh, for most of our, our um, graduates that went through the MBO program, but it was so empowering. All of them said, you know, even some throughout the week that we were covering this module they were avoiding and avoiding and eventually you know in our q a and our follow-ups they had gone through it and they and um you know it was very eye-opening some were like okay i'm i'm doing better than i thought right but at least they knew how profitable they were uh, and they they could then fine-tune some of their systems and procedures uh like as we said from an education standpoint of systems and procedures or patient retention and or from a marketing aspect, right? Like a new client acquisition standpoint. So then they could really, they knew where they needed to focus their time and effort. So And they could forecast. They felt more like a business yes. owner and,
1: and not just Nostabath. Not there's anything wrong with the Nostabath. But as in like a couple of them were, were looking to onboard another practitioner. And we yes. said, well, you ever calculated what does that bring to your business? Yeah. No. So just the simple math of well, what does that bring? What what additional revenue can that bring? So if I wanted to rent a bigger location, can I afford that? Can I afford and it? And it's simple math strategies or math calculations that can show you those numbers quite clearly. Right? Yeah. yeah. Numbers ba-
0: don't lie. Numbers don't lie, and banks are going to want to see this. Um, they're going. They're they're going. They want um, transparency, right? In this day and age, so uh if you do plan on opening your own practice and or uh building something out you know a multidisciplinary clinic and or whatnot uh the banks are going to want to see this so it's better to do it you know they say if you can't manage a little how are you going to manage a lot so start start slow i mean we remind ourselves of this every day um and you know we're getting better at it in all aspects of our life i'm now opening my mail well, Kelly, Kelly might say, I, I, Kelly might say I'm not, but <laughs> I'm confronting the mail as soon as I get home <laughs> instead of avoiding it. Um, but yeah, the, if you guys, uh, what are things that you guys, uh, <clears throat> excuse me over the years, what have you guys had trouble with? Uh, what aspects of your business are you, uh, are you struggling with? Are you dusting under the rug, uh, knowing and, uh, you know, If you don't want to answer to us, just look in the mirror and ask yourself that. What am I, what am I avoiding? Uh, How can I, everything, everything can be taken care of. And they just one step at a time. So look in the mirror. What am I avoiding? And then take action on small action steps on, uh, on making change. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. So we will see you next week. The osteo connection. Uh, You can hit us up at osteomentorship.com as well. And, um, Actually, we have, we have some interesting, we have a, a cool guest coming up probably hopefully next week, Genevieve um, Zizzo. Uh, she actually mentioned something just before we go. She said really defining what success is for you. That was a really good one. Yes. So if you have a clear picture of what success is for you um, and then you define and, and create that, you know, um, around that so that was a good that, that's a good KPI right she was talking about it. I just thought of that now but it yeah, was yeah. Uh, not necessarily like the the dollar value but like hmm um, this KPI for me is like I feel you know I feel good when I show up with the people in my practice right And so defining what is success
1: adding in some uh qualitative measurements for success versus just quantitative. Yes. That's what she was really getting that's at. That's what which she's getting I at. think it
0: was really it was really brilliant. It was I liked awesome. that a lot. Yeah, we loved it. So um, that's, stay tuned for that. That's coming up in a future episode. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Have a great week, everyone.
1: Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for checking out this episode. We hope you learned something. Or not. And if you haven't already, subscribe here to the Osteo Connection wherever you're listening.
0: And hey, it would mean the world to us if you would rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. And if you're still listening at this point, thanks, Mom. And if you're offended how much we've made fun of Jason, tune in next week and be sure to share with a friend.